Well, fuck you guys. Lifestyle.com. It is the one and only Baller Lifestyle Podcast. I am, as always, your host. My name is Brian Beckner. I am very excited to be joining you. I'm very excited to be in your ears right now, whether you're mowing the lawn or driving your car or sitting at your desk. How do you guys get your podcasts? There's a topic. Uh, I don't I'm not really interested. Uh, but I'm just stoked that you, of all your entertainment choices, you choose us to be part of your week. Uh, episode 134 of the show. I would like it if you would listen to the show and then reach out to me with your thoughts. You can do that via email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. You can do that via voicemail. We have an old friend on voicemail today, 949-464-TBLS, as always, I cannot recommend enough to you. Oftentimes we like to tell you about good entertainment on the show. We'll tell you to go see a movie or watch a show or read a book. These are all things that I recommend. I cannot recommend for your entertainment enough the Baller Lifestyle Facebook page. Go there, the Baller Lifestyle podcast on Facebook. Go there, like our page, get all of our updates there. And of course, patreon.com. Go to patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle and contribute to the show. Throw us a couple of bucks, a buck a show. What if you gave us a dollar a show? Would you ever notice it that it was gone? You wouldn't. You wouldn't even notice it. What if you gave us $2 a show? You probably wouldn't notice that either. Maybe five. I don't know. Whatever you feel comfortable contributing, please do so at patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle joining me now as always everyone loves him he's from hoboken he's a terp of course i'm talking about ed daly ed how are you i'm i'm doing very well now that college football is back i, I it's fucking pretty great it. it's great um i was just i was reading this afternoon or this morning and i know we're not going to talk about it in depth on the show but there are it, the people in Nairobi forgot to put up the electric fence, and so lions are just escaping the national park and heading to the suburbs. And uh, I just that's wanted to confirm. Scary. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not about that action. I'm not. Also, also Nairobi. That's like supposedly like the safe part of Africa, right? That's like, where people go to go on like nice safaris, yes. like luxury. And like <laughs> I read one part of the story. Some some poor guy has, you know, some sort of sheep farm or something. Yeah. Hundred hundred sheep in one night, one lion took care of it. A hundred. Oh, I mean, that's, that's a, a fucking that's a greedy lion. Yeah. And that's... those poor sheep just probably are just real dumb. Just didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. That is that's you know what we need? What? We need we need that fucking dentist from Minnesota. <laughs> that's right. Send him in there. Send Where's... him tell him, tell him to go or or the Trump boys. Yes, yes, Donald, Eric. Yeah, the tr- those two guys. 
posing with fucking elephant trunks. Yes, get get the Trumps over there, or the whoever murdered Cecil, the Cecil yeah. murderer. Get him right. over there. Do Fuck, something. Even, even throw the zookeeper in Cincinnati in there too. Just get the guy who shot <laughs> Harambe. Yes. R.I.P. Harambe. I gotta be. I gotta be honest. <laughs> I I'm not really down with like any kind of internet meme ever. Like I'm just not. It just does not land on me. Right. But I'm I'm pretty. I'm I'm still sort of enjoying <laughs> random rip Harambe's where they like I being like, injected where they shouldn't be. Maybe about two weeks ago, I read something that like the Cincinnati Zoo is just their Twitter account is so fed up with people. Responding to everything they try to do with R.I.P. Harambe. And, like, I think one... They had a couple accounts, and one of them is already shut down. Maybe they still have a Facebook page, but, like, they just can't get away from Harambe. It's... It's, like, it's, a, it's a bummer, but it's also hilarious. Like, <laughs> Harambe or, like, they'll just... say stuff like... They'll say stuff like, Oh, look, look how cute these seals are at feeding time. And then somebody will respond like, I bet Harambe would have liked to be fed right now. Like, just, yes. just yes. shit like that. It's, it's, it's so funny. It's so funny. It's, it's so <laughs> awful and it's so hilarious. And I've, something's happened to me. And last week when we did the show, I was dealing with a severe case of jet lag. And I think my circadian rhythms have sort of evened themselves out well, by they, now, a week they, later. You know, the, the old wives' tale, which there's probably some truth to it, is the, the day per hour. Oh, is that how it works? Like that, that's how until you're feeling tip top. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm still not a hundred, but I was like 13 time zones away. So that, that would make sense. Yeah, but even London for me, like, yeah, it takes me like three days to get over the five yeah. hour difference. Like it's, it's, I mean, nothing like dramatic. It's not like you that night is day and day is night. Right, like that's, right. that's fucking dramatic. But like I would peter out two hours before. I normally would. Totally. Yeah, it's a, it's a shitty feeling. Um, but something something else has happened to me, Ed. And this is this is a just a, a like a brand new phenomenon. Okay. And I don't know if it's jet lag or travel related or what. But I'm one of these guys. I have I pride myself on the fact that I sleep through the night. I do not get up in the night to urinate. Uh-oh. And I drink a lot of water. I think I would drink, I would put myself in the top 10% of water drinkers. I have a big jug that Same. I keep on my desk at all times. When I go out, I like to have water with me. I'm always around water. I'm always taking a sip of water. I'm a fucking water guy. I'm and a it's water a, drinker. It's an easy way to cut back on eating. It's true. Number like snacking. one. Snacking, yes. just number, you know, number one fat loss tool is water. Drink mm-hmm. water. It's actually that's a good advice from Ed. So nothing's really changed in my routine. All of a sudden, the other night, and a lot of times, like maybe around you know a couple hours before I wake up, it'll I'll feel it in my sleep where I gotta pee, but it's not a big deal. I can just I can just wrench it off, and I'm fine till I wake up and do that one big one in the morning. The other night, I don't know what time, I didn't look at the clock, but I woke up in the middle of the night and there was no holding back. I had to go take a leak. And now I didn't go in and sit down like a lot of you guys that have, that have no, reached out not. to the show in the past. I didn't do anything crazy like that. No. But I went in and had a piss. And then Ed. What? 
later. Before it was time to wake up. Before the sun had risen. I went in there and took a second during the night piss. Two in one night. And that was three nights ago. And then the subsequent two nights since, I've gone one one time each in the night. Shit. Uh... I've old? sort of, have I got well old? I've sort of already crossed that barrier. Uh for me if I I drink a lot of water. Yes. But and I don't know if it's yeah, just in my head but right. when I go out boozing I sometimes have that 5 a.m. Yeah, me too. I have that too, but I haven't been drinking. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to That's that's problematic. And my problem is if I wake up a little too close like I can't my mind starts going at, at if I if I was planning on sleeping till seven, and I'm up at six, I'm I'm up. I can't yeah. go back to sleep. So those those are the ones that that suck when it's like Saturday morning and I'm up at six for no reason. I have that too, and a lot. I've been really trying to force myself to sleep in on the weekends. So I've and this is probably something you're gonna make fun of me for. I have adopted the eye mask. I mean, I, I, I can't, I, I know people have issues, like they need complete darkness, and I, I don't really give a shit about that, so I'm not going to make fun of you, I just, I can't imagine, I think I tried it, like when I was really just struggling on a red eye, and I knew I had to get some sleep, but to me, like, it was just annoying as shit, I didn't, I couldn't get over having it on, I don't I've, wear glasses, I've, like, yeah. having things on my face, it, it would annoy me. I've gotten used to it. I mean, the ideal situation is really being at like you go to that hotel room where you can just fucking block out the sun completely. Like that's that's the ideal situation. But at home, you know that on the weekends, I want to sleep a little bit later and that sun starts creeping in through the windows. It wakes me up. So I've been doing the eye mask. The uh, the missus is like that. I could I can fall asleep with the lights on. So if I go to bed before her, I'll just I'll just go to sleep. I don't care. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's my sleep is, it gets harder and harder to sleep as I get older. And, uh, uh, and now, now I'm pissing in the middle of the night. It's like, it's, it's, it's over you're for going, me. You're going through the change. Yeah, I am. I'm going through <laughs> male menopause over here. It's bullshit. Uh, Ed, a vi- let's, we got some emails, some voicemails to respond to. Let's start with a voicemail. Oh boy. It's our old friend. Kyle and Scani and Kyle, he's from Wisconsin. He has an accent and he likes nothing more. Ed is Ed really took me to task last week for a lot of <laughs> things I do that he does not approve of. Um, it, it, oh, I wear several rings on my fingers. I what else? Oh, shirt. I go shirtless places where I should not be shirtless. A lot of things, a lot of habits I have. Ed does not agree with, and Kyle and Scani took that as a green light to light me up for a few things himself. <laughs> Let's see what our boy, our one of our all-time favorites, Kyle and Scani, has to say this week about your boy Brian Beckner. Hey guys, what's up? Kyle and Scani here. Hey, Ed, thank you so much for finally busting Brian's balls. Jesus Christ. He keeps calling his podcast, quote-unquote, Hedril, and he's far from it. 
And don't forget about his white fucking pants and his goddamn flip-flops that he calls goddamn flippies. Brian, man the fuck up. You're disappointing us. Well, fuck you guys. Okay, well. Wow. Well, let, let me just predict. I don't know. that I didn't see the timestamp on this. I'm guessing yeah. this was a little bit after uh, the ba- his Badgers knocked off LSU and Lambeau. That's what I'm guessing. Because it seems Big. like maybe there, maybe there was some marinating going on before that call. He, this, well, Kyle and Scotty has made it known that he enjoys a few PBRs right. at He's the a, bar. That's right. He gets into so, arguments with his bird and then goes to get some PBRs. Right. He, so he does not, a couple more things that we can add to the list of things. Well, One, I, I call this, I call my show hetero or as, as he calls it, hetero. Um, but I'm clearly I'm not. And then I also wear white jeans and flip flops, <laughs> which are well, <laughs> clearly some major indicators of my non heterosity. Well, I'm, I'm going to come to your defense, and also I probably will be underhanded in some way. But I think, you know, I would say Brian's charm is his insistence on being the arbiter of cool. That's right. When he's not. And what? I've said this before. And I, about myself too. Nobody yes. is cool. No adult male trying to be cool is cool. Maybe Bill Murray is like the only cool person out there. But trying He's pretty to cool. trying to be cool is the least cool thing. Like you're an adult and you're still trying to impress somebody. Like nobody's cool. There's no there's no guy that's cool. There's well, that- not. And and like you think about like uh, I was thinking about like being in love. Anytime somebody's in love, like oh, love yeah. love is very cool. But being in love is uncool the way people act towards each other like it's just in life there's there's no such thing as cool that's like shit that people aspire to be when they they don't get it like but when you're an adult you you should just you know like be what into whatever you're into like yes to me unless you're into Coldplay, that's pretty fucking uncool or dave matthews yes dave matthews number one even over over cold play Yes. Well, definitely the you're on to something there because the the number one indicator of not being cool is any sign of any attempt at anything. Right. Like cool is just something that you are. Right. If you are ever trying to do anything at all, then you're automatically not cool. That's right. That's right. So so, so why so, so why cool, about right? it? Nobody's of course listen, you the you with the rings and all the yes. other stuff you are just a hair away from being the guy with the boa constrictor around his neck. <laughs> Python around his neck. <laughs> well, I would have to get a ponytail before I could do that. Listen, I wouldn't put it past you. <laughs> next. I'm not, next again, I never, ever claim to be cool. I am not cool. Right. I'm saying right. nobody is cool except for maybe Bill Murray. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I can't disagree. Uh, okay. Let's, let's read some emails. Uh-huh. <clears throat> First email. I don't know what the segment is called, but it has to do with things that get on our nerves. Mine is people who use the terms deliciousness Ooh. or goodness, i.e. cheesy goodness or garden deliciousness. Usually, these terms pop up on Facebook slash Instagram posts accompanied by a food item. 
the worst posts. Yes. That is that is from our good buddy Pete Shalitsky. I would agree with it. These are this, this I agree. is something broad say though. This is not a, these, these aren't man's but, men's words. No, certainly not. But they're shitty when they come from women too. Those words. Yeah. Stupid words. You know it's also stupid when shitty restaurants call the meal before the the food before the the uh the main course appetizers oh, oh, that is that the is the worst. douche chill word of all time yes i agree any kind of like made up word right. especially like marketing yeah. words like that are the worst yeah appetizers uh, is the perfectly yeah. appropriate word yeah. for that yeah teasers yeah, it's an appetizer yeah starters yeah uh, okay, uh, here's another one. This one is regarding. This one, I might have to go like a long distance to get this one understood, uh, but here goes. Brian and Ed, after ICP, I, we can assume that ICP is a ubiquitous term, right? Everyone knows who ICP is, right? Ed? <laughs> uh, juggalos, uh, yeah, insane the clown posse. clown posse. That's right. Yeah. After. ICP came out professing that magnets are magic and they and that they are evangelical Christians. I would have thought the juggalo well would have dried up. I guess not. Then he he relays a story about a juggalo in Wisconsin who hosted a blood drinking ritual oh, and no. cut off a woman's finger and has been thus arrested and charged. Uh, so he wants to know, what's the worst thing about this story? One, having the wound of your voluntarily severed, severed pinky closed with a blowtorch? <laughs> well, that's pretty badass. I mean, that's, that, that's a very j- juggalo thing to right, do. Right, that's actually a badass. I, it, the problem is, if your pinky is exposed, having another juggalo interfering that's with true. your blood. That, I don't that's want true. anyone yeah. near my blood. You know, it's like back in back in the old days, they would, you know, in the old west, they would uh, heat up a knife. Right, and right. They, and they'd sear closed a bullet wound. Right. You know, the bullet just went right through. Let's just sear it right. closed so just it doesn't give, get sepsis. You'd have the, the, uh, the cook give you a wooden spoon to bite on, and then they, yeah, they'd yes, start working yeah. on your arms. Just a big swag of whiskey, and then bite down, and then they go to work. Uh, B, being a presumably white rapper named Bloody Ruckus. His real name is Preston. I can't blame him. Uh, that is a pretty bad... Yeah, but a, you, he got to pick his own name. So presumably Preston prefers being called Bloody Ruckus, right? Yeah, it, that's a bad one. But yeah, Preston... Sure. I don't blame him for, for searching for a new name. But he kind of he kind of settled on a pretty shitty one. But Preston, uh, yeah. Preston's crummy. Yeah, those are both bad. And three... Being a member of the Green Bay Juggalos. Uh, I can't think of a better party to attend. Keep it baller. That's from Ben906. Uh, I mean, I feel like all I feel like all juggalo-ing is happening in the Midwest. I know they have their big gathering of a, the juggalos. It's Columbus? Pennsylvania. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it might be Ohio. It's one of those. Maybe it's both. I'm not sure. But I know that ICP is from Detroit. And these guys... These guys have got it figured out. Let's be honest, Ed. It's they true. They, they don't have yes. any discernible talent. 
No, they have no talent. They paint their faces. They act hard. They're probably not hard. They're like the never, kiss of rap, I guess. Right. right? Yeah, you right. would never recognize them in public. But I don't even They're know not, a song of theirs. Of course, but that's that's that's. But the you know how like of, of you know them. how like people will bag on you know a million different groups, but you can still think of like one thing they did. Like right. I could tell you what I don't know. I, I can think of a Dave Matthews song. Like I can think of a oh, song that's shitty. Uh, like of a band that's yes, shitty, or sure. uh, Fred Durst, or something, the Nookie, right. or something. Limp Biscuit. But like, yeah. But I, I really don't know if I've ever heard a Nicotine Clown Posse song. No, I don't. But that's the point. That's this is my argument for the genius of the Insane Clown Posse because they're not. They don't have. They've never topped the charts. They don't probably sell that many albums, but the their fans are rabid. They have inspired a movement among they said we want to appeal to losers and they got all these losers together and these losers have these big events and they do all they they buy their shirts they get tattoos they are devoted yeah, and they, they are evangelists for the icp and these guys without getting on the radio or doing anything really are i bet you they got big houses i bet you Shaggy Too Dope and Violent J, the Insane cl- Clown Posse. I bet they got some big ass fucking houses. Yeah, and they, uh, and it's a, it, it, the smart thing, like you were saying, it's, I bet all these people are ugly, right? It's people oh, who yeah, want to be in face paint, right? Yes. So yeah. it's like they found a way to tap into just the uglies. Yes, that's exactly right. It's kind of like, it's, I hate to say this, but it's sort of like the punks in the 70s, where these are people that are, have nowhere else to belong. And they go, they find a home in this insane clown posse. The point is, is that if there was like a podcast equivalent to the insane clown mm-hmm. posse, where maybe like millions of people got really rabid about a certain podcast and were like, we want a podcast festival where the podcasters come out and do podcasting on stage and we buy shirts of the podcasters and like like that like Mm -hmm. if there was a podcast version of the juggalo movement Mm -hmm. like i would be for that sure i would support that i would support support we'll speak to the uglies right i would support it if listeners of this podcast found like fifty thousand friends each yeah they wanted to tell about it listen we're great tell your friends we're pretty funny I wear white jeans and flippies. Uh, okay, one more. And this is, this guy, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I love these emails. And uh, he's, he's tapped into something. He's, he's tapped into something that amuses me. Welcome back, gentlemen. I would like to start off by giving an opinion on Kaepernick. I mostly agree with the statements you two have made. There's a rarity. Mm-hmm. But what really bothers me about it is that he has given an undefined time frame to continue this activity until an undefined group of people accomplish an undefined goal. If he can't determine some kind of concrete resolution or need, then all he is doing is complaining without any idea of a solution. It's not like he asked for specific legislation to pass or policy changes in some specific city. There's no way to know when he would be satisfied and start standing for the anthem, which, in my experience, means he will never be satisfied. So it's not even worth giving him any more attention. Well, I imagine he, we're not going to hear from him 
anytime soon. Yeah, he's but. the backup quarterback. This is right. going to die down. But and I I agree with it, what he's saying. Like there, it is annoying when somebody doesn't actually have a clear cut plan. Like yep. there was a there was a stretch in the late nineteenth century, early twentieth century, where there were a bunch of anarchists like assassinating and yeah. and blowing up cafes in Paris. And like anarchists right. don't have an end game. They just like they just they want to get the person out, but they don't really understand what happens next. It was anarchists that shot that uh, Archduke Ferdinand. In, exactly, uh, and and, Aust- and Austria. McKinley, he was shot yes. by he was shot by an anarchist. I remember there there's a story where an anarchist wanted to blow up the uh, uh, the Royal Greenwich Observatory, where like Greenwich Mean Time is kept. Like ah, oh, the time. But like the guy wanted to blow up time. Like what? What's the? And then instead he blew himself up. It blew up in his like in his hand and in his stomach. Um, <laughs> But, like, th- there's no plan. So I understand. But the one thing about the Kaepernick story, and it is dying, he he wanted a discussion on race, and it, it's happening. I mean, there's more yeah. discussion about him. But, like, he's getting that much, so it's something, and that's what he chooses to do, fine. But what I didn't like was the cops writing a letter, the Santa Clara police writing a letter saying, well, as long, if you don't release him, we might not work your games, and right. it's like, ooh, what is you it? Is this pr- protect and serve our buddies, like the people we yes. like? Like, no, 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 no. That's this is your job, works. guys. Right. Get the fuck to work. Yeah. Like, look, yes. you don't have to like Kaepernick, but and if no. if he acts out of line, you can do something. But like, yeah. hang on a second. That's that's not in your job description. You you talking about blowing up the Greenwich Mean Time? Yeah. Um, that made me laugh because I saw a fact, and you probably already know this, um, that this – I follow like mental floss or something on Instagram. Okay. And every day it's like just like a weird like fact, random historical thing. Love stuff like that. And I saw that the Russian Olympic team was 12 days late to the 1908 Olympics <laughs> because they were still oh, using a- the um, – the, That's right. Um, S- the S- the Julian calendar instead of the Gregorian yeah, calendar. I didn't know that specific story, but I remember yeah. like reading that like at one point, like different there there was like I, I think I yeah. read a story where each nation adopted it in their own year, and like yes. you know in Italy it was like October twelfth, and then it was November first, like the next yeah. day. Like it, <laughs> there was a weird yeah. shift for like twenty That's years. So weird. Different countries were way <laughs> off. <laughs> That's so weird. It is weird. Uh, okay. Well, that's that's noted, right, Sabil? Yeah. He continues. Now it's time for the segment everybody has been waiting for, Daily's Choice. Yeah. You know what? These, I, you know what I totally forgot, Ed? What? These, this writes a bill, and this writes a bill. He does parody songs, and he did one. <laughs> he did an intro music for Daily's Choice. What? And I totally, I've only just remembered right now that, that he uh, said this to me like a month ago. You gotta add it. Writes a, writes a bill. It's in my email somewhere, but it might be easier if you send it to me again, because I will for sure add it to when we do one of these <laughs> this, segments. This is amazing. My own I, song. I, I totally forgot. These guys <laughs> did you know, Writes a Bill and Cardinal Doug did a couple parody song for Travis Rogers, now defunct Yahoo talk show. And they were both pretty funny. So I, oh. I, I, I haven't yes, listened I to the Daily's it. Choice. Yeah, I haven't listened to the theme music. I can't believe I completely forgot that till right now. Okay. It's time for the segment everybody's been waiting for Daily's Choice. Quick update Daily's Choice is a game we play where we, where Ed has to choose, he walks up to a urinal, it's the middle urinal, and on either side of him is a celebrity, and he only has 
a brief moment to look at one of their penises and who does he choose? Okay, round one. Bob Costas versus Joe Buck. I gotta say, I I fucking detest both these guys. Uh, Me too. Me too. But I think it would make me profoundly sad if I found out that Joe Buck was packing heat. Like, I wouldn't want to look just in case... I don't yeah. think he does, but it would it would hurt me to know that that guy's got a monster dick. Uh, I so think have to, so. You would have to look at Joe Buck's then. No, I would look at Costas because oh. I know I would. I, the guy exudes tiny penis. Yeah, he exudes like Napoleonic, like yes. everything about him. He's got he dyes the, that hair. He's got the small dick. He 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 has the extra long stories, so the camera stays on him a little long. Like this guy wants the attention because. He's got a tiny wiener. I'm going with Costas because I would. I just want confirmation, like more reasons to laugh at him. Like a couple of years ago, the Winter Olympics, when he had the funk eye, like right, this great. guy's fucking ego. He wouldn't. He wouldn't sit out yeah. a couple of days and clean up. That weird eye. He's a fucking weirdo. I can't stand that, Costas. And I like that the rumor was that he had um, he had gotten the weird eye from an emergency eye job. He needed he needed to get those eyes tightened up before he so he didn't have wrinkles when he was on TV on the Olympics. I will say this, what? and I well, I would like to state unequivocally that I have no independent knowledge of this. Okay, I do not know this at all. This is a rumor I've heard, and it's probably not true. Uh-huh. But the rumor is is that Bob Costas is packing. A hammer. Really? Big. Well, Big dong on Bob Costas. Again, probably not true. Just speculation. I have no idea. But I've heard a rumor around the campfire that that's what's going on. But even, yeah, I guess even if that is true, yeah. I'd, I'd be more okay. If I saw Joe Buck having a big yeah. dick, it would, it would just confuse the hell out of me for years. Yeah. I, I wouldn't look yeah. over. I just don't even want to know what that guy's doing. I, yeah. I, just, I need him to go away. I need him out of my life. I agree. He th- he, the worst thing about Joe Buck is he thinks he's funny. Yeah, when he had that horrible show on HBO. Awful, and he just awful. got worked. He thinks he's funny, and that's, that's just the worst thing about him. Uh, okay, round two. Schroeder mm-hmm. versus Linus. <sighs> Schroeder definitely has the bigger dick. I'm looking at that one. Uh, he doesn't say much. He's very yeah. content. Plays a piano. Lucy He's Van musician. Pelt. Lucy Van Pelt is all over him. She knows the, the rumor is out there. Dude is packing. Schroeder can't beat off the pussy fast enough. Like yeah. this guy. This the guy's girls are just hanging on. The guy's playing fucking old Beethoven tunes, and the girls can't get enough of them. Yeah. Linus, on the other hand, what the fuck was that religious speech at the end of Charlie Brown Christmas? So weird. It's a fucking huge bummer. Great pumpkin. Like he's a he's a real zero. And he hangs out. His best friend's the town loser. Right? I mean, fuck that guy. I don't I don't I don't want anything to do it, with Linus. Charlie Brown, he's a real bummer. And this Linus is even worse. Yeah. He hangs on the bummer. Yes. But totally. like he ruins Sally's uh Halloween. Yes, the great pumpkin. Yeah, and then and then everybody's just like you know joking around, like making fun of Charlie Brown's shitty tree, and it was a shitty tree. It was a crap tree. And then he starts bringing out all this religious bullshit. I don't like that. That 
Charlie Brown Christmas has made it like sort of cool. I mean, not cool, but people think it's cool to have a shit Christmas tree because they're like, oh, yeah, I got a Charlie Brown tree. Hey, that's not cool. You know what's cool? A nice looking Christmas tree. Yeah, a nice full Christmas tree. Girthy. Yeah, thick. Yeah. Okay, round three, final round. Since it's back to school time, Thornton Mellon versus Lou, the driver. And I just want to weigh in and I say you can go, you cannot go wrong here because I'm saying that both of these guys had fat hogs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this, the, the, the whole thing about Rodney is he notoriously used to greet people backstage with the open robe. I've heard that many times. He like, would always be in a robe and in his dressing room with like when wide people, open. When people tell stories, and I remember uh, Jim Carrey talking about, like, you know, getting his start. at He was yeah. working at Dangerfields, and Rodney, like, called him back to give him career advice. And he's like, the dude was sitting with, like, his legs wide open. Yeah. And I'm just looking at his dong, dong, and he's giving me, like, my first career advice as a stand-up. The guy was just hanging out. Like that guy must have must have had a glorious cock. I'm definitely looking at Rodney. Uh Lou, uh he was cool in that movie. But sure. I really wanted to punch him in the face in Rocky. Polly. He was always fucking things up for Rocky. He had always. a good thing going. How about when he threw the Rolex? Like yes. in was that three or two? I think Probably. three. But he was he was, you know, jealous. He was playing the Rocky pinball machine and he yeah. threw the Rolex and Hey, fuck you, Lou. And then he lose, lost all their money to start the awful uh, Rocky Five. Right. This why well, I didn't get. I didn't go that. I've only been up to Rocky Four. But the yeah, he was just one of those bummer characters that always does stupid shit and that makes you mad at the movie. So yeah, yeah fuck him. Yeah. Uh, and finally, he writes a bill. Says, "Great to have you back." P.S. Brian, tell me something. When you're cleaning up your plate in the break room after a hearty portion of microwave sturgeon, <laughs> how do you protect your rings? Do you lay them carefully on a paper towel on the counter? Or do you keep a satin bag in tow for that? That's a great question. That is a good question. I need, I need to get hold of a satin bag. Thanks for the advice. <laughs> That is from Rights of Bill. Great job, Rights of Bill. And either send me that music or I'll find it because I, I've, I seriously, I completely, I'm a very busy guy. I've got lots of rings to polish. I have lots of white jeans to press. So it's sometimes I forget things and it, I, it just occurred to me right now that there is a Daily's Choice theme song that I've forgotten. So please get that over to me straight away <laughs> and we will definitely play it. Uh, Ed, what is going on in the world? What's going on in the world of northern New Jersey hoops? <laughs> Rutgers, the State University of New Jersey, is not exactly known for its as a hoops power. Uh, oh, they, despite- had the, they had that female hoops team that Don Imus was a big fan of. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I am not offended by anything. Yes. I was offended by that when he said the nappy-headed hose, not right. because of the racist stuff because like whatever, he's a racist, he's a shithead. But what I was most offended is he's considered like a has a to have a comedy show. I know. And that is some of the least funny shit anyway. If you're going to say racist stuff, you can be funny and be racist, but you can, you can't be 
less funny than Don Imus. That's what offends me. When somebody is is I hate when people get laughs or credited as being funny when they're not even is, remotely. Is funny. he is he still on there, Ed? I, I don't. I think so because I I feel like I would have heard if right. he wasn't. But like yeah. I don't. I I I don't know anyone that listens to Don. I Imus. just remembered when he was on. He had like they would simulcast his show on MSNBC dress, for a he while. He dressed like a fucking cowboy. He dressed like a cowboy and he was like he would mumble and I was like, what the fuck? I can't fucking understand what this guy is saying. Like, what? Yeah. Who's listening to this? I can't. I, the guy does not enunciate his words. Yeah, I, I feel like there would have been, even if it's undeserved, there would have been some sort of grand farewell for him. But I, I, I really haven't thought about that guy since you brought yeah, it up, and then okay. previously the Rutgers thing. Uh, so anyway, they're they're yes. really shitty in hoops. Um, but uh, you know they're they're uh, they're trying to change that. And uh, last week, the Rutgers basketball Twitter account sent out a tweet that said "cha-ching" with a few money bag emojis, and the image that accompanied it was of uh, like a bunch of NBA players and the statement: "One point one billion dollars earned total earnings by Rutgers staff, coach, players." Uh, and then you looked at the pictures, and they were entirely. Uh, they were all UConn players, like Rip Hamilton and Ray Allen. <laughs> now, <laughs> how do they do that? Well, their assistant coach used to be an assistant coach at UConn, so they're oh, saying right. he recruited them. So you know, because he knows that talent, then of course they sign with them. They're going to be NBA. Uh, but that's consider quite a reach. Yeah, considering Rutgers has had two players drafted in the NBA in the past quarter century with total career earnings. At about four and a half million dollars, don't you think they should be pushing for a different recruiting strategy, like the Rick Pitino hooker for every official visit? Yeah, exactly. Like proximity to New York. Like you don't There's have to go ton to class. Like Carl uh, Anthony Towns, who was the number one pick, right. he was he was right out of Rutgers' backyard. Like yeah. they got to start playing dirty because there's tons of talent right here. Yeah, like New York City, the basketball mecca, like St. John's. What's up with St. John's? Rutgers, yeah, they suck like, too. And 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 Syracuse that like tries to call themselves the, the New York Cubes? teams. Yeah, they are nowhere close to New York City. No, they're way upstate where it's boring. Yeah, guy, you know, just get a cup and and hoops can turn around in a hurry. Like football, all you need is one guy. Football, like you, you got to build a lot of shit. You got to build right. your lines and stuff, but. But hoops. I mean, if they got Carl Anthony Towns to stay, just give him, you know, give his yes. family a new home. And like, really, sometimes the probation doesn't even hurt. Like, no. once you get that ball rolling, it's okay to take a hit every once in a while. Like, they they need to do something. There's you know, so much talent here, and they they're fucking taking pictures of Ray Allen and saying, "Hey, come play for Rutgers." I agree. They need their own worldwide West. Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, and you figure there'd be plenty of them there. Yeah, there's tons of goons in New Jersey that'll yes. do that. Of course. Agreed. Uh, I always hate this, Ed. When people do when people do stupid shit that they think is cool. For instance, climbing Mount Everest. Oh. Yeah. Well, in June, Dinesh and Taraka Shawari Rathod were praised for being the first Indian couple to climb Mount Everest together. The couple claimed they 
They put off having children until they achieved their lifelong goal of climbing the world's tallest mountain. They had a press conference and a lot of hoopla uh, where they bragged about their great feet. But then people noticed things in their pictures, like in each picture they had different cl- climbing equipment. And that. also nobody near Everest had ever seen them. Right. And then another Indian climber noticed that all the photos they were using were photoshopped versions of his Everest climbs. <sighs> the, ne- the Nepalese Tourism Bureau discredited them, and the Rathods or Rathods are now banned from the country for a decade. Now the couple, who are both police officers, haven't what? shown up haven't shown up for work since the incident. Now, Brian, two questions: one. How much confidence do you have in Indian police? And two, considering they were being celebrated, not for being the first Indian up Everest, because that had already happened long ago, but just the first Indian couple to climb Everest, isn't the bigger question, why did anyone show up at the press conference? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a pretty weak accomplishment. That's a very specific accomplishment. That's like me saying, I'm the first guy named Ed from Hoboken, that went right. to the supermarket and emerged with carrots and a Pez dispenser today. <laughs> Pez dispenser? Is it Star Wars? My my son loves Pez, and uh-huh. I saw there was like some Halloween one or something. I got it for him, and I, I went for carrots. But like I was thinking as I left, I was like, I might be the only person to ever leave a supermarket with just these two items. Did, you probably did. Did you? Um, you didn't get um, homeless Hoboken Jesus? You didn't get him a beer? I told you, I got him a second beer like this earlier this summer. And he didn't say thanks. No, and he really gave me, he tried it. to wave me off at first. And I, I, I mean, fuck this dude. He's, 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 he's not deserving of another beer. He's not getting a third from me. Um, yeah, I agree. That's, he's, he had his chance. Uh, this whole, like if you're, I just saw Vladimir Putin, the Kremlin, they do this thing where he has these meetings, these like clandestine meetings, and but they don't invite the press. They just afterward, they go, hey, Vladimir Putin had a meeting and here's a picture of the meeting and it was and here's the date. And some Japanese reporter like got got who's covers the Kremlin for some Japanese outlet was having a look at these pictures. And he's like, hold on a second. These are supposed to be different dates, but the papers in all of the meetings are on ex- in exactly the same place on the desk. And then he, t- then he checked the shoes, and in two pictures he had the same shoes on, and one picture he had different shoes on. And so they determined that the pictures actually came from earlier dates than the Kremlin said. And the thinking is, is that they want Putin to look much more busy than he actually is, when really he's like fucking off and playing pinball and like going to the Black Sea. Riding, and riding, shirtless, shirt, riding shirtless. And so they want to they want him to want to make it look like he's more busy. Now, one, this uh, poor Japanese reporter is for sure going to get mysteriously disappeared because oh, yeah. that's how Putin or, does people. Now, yeah. or he had some sort of bad food food poisoning that right. kills him. Yes, yes. He either gets gulagged or he gets the plutonium tea treatment, which R.I.P. Yeah. But the the bigger point is you cannot fucking Photoshop things. People know. People will look at that shit and they will know. You will always get caught. You can you can't lie anymore, especially when it comes to the internet. I was reading about oh, this. Or you could yeah. lie. You could lie like 
I guess they could lie to their friends who like aren't really thinking about it. Like just a couple. Right. But if don't hold a press don't hold a press conference. Totally. Yes. And idiots. There's this I was reading, I think it was in like Outdoor magazine. Sometimes they have these good, like sort of long form long reads. Yeah. And there's this woman in Canada who's like this triathlete champion. She's an mm-hmm. Iron Man champion. Right. She like won Iron Man Canada. And uh, then in one race, she won, or she won her age group, but her, that little thing that you tie onto your shoelace, that the mm-hmm. little chip that keeps your time, yeah. well, it somehow fell off. Oh, and she's boy. like, I don't know, it fell off. And meanwhile, it's like impossible for those things to fall off. And then they, then they saw that her chip had fallen off in a bunch of other races, too. Meanwhile, that's impossible. And it turns out this broad was totally juicing her times and, and like cutting all these races just to keep herself like a top racer. But of course, she got caught. You, if you cheat, you're going to get caught eventually. So just don't Look, cheat. There was a guy in the 1904 Olympics in the marathon and he hitched a ride for 17 of them. That's right. And, and he got caught. If you got caught in 1904, you're not pulling this shit off in 2016. Shoes were ver- barely invented. I bet half the <laughs> racers ran barefoot. They were all like Zola Bud. Um, well, I will just one little added thing. I will sympathize with the Indian guy who had his, fi- his picture stolen um, because one of Brian's friend's kids used my Instagram post That's and right. got like way more likes than me. Way and claimed, more. And claimed like... He was at the airport, at the Austin, Texas <laughs> airport that I was. I was like, what the? I mean, that's a weird thing to, I mean, he's, he's co-opting my life. It was, it was, he, he used also your same caption, but he just tweaked it a little bit to sound like a kid. Right. And, and I, I, I get and a he, text from you, like when I get off the plane, you're like, hey dude, uh, my buddy's son is uh, taking your, <laughs> your yeah, Instagram and, post and, post, yeah. and saying it's his. Yours had like 40 likes and his had like 240 likes. <laughs> uh, can't I keep mean, up with those high school kids. Yes, he was doing way better with your shit. Ed, <laughs> you know who doesn't cheat? Who? Herman Marshall Whiskey. Oh, Not so a week goes by that I don't receive a tweet or an email from somebody in the Republic of Texas enjoying Herman Marshall Whiskey, Ed. The Baller Lifestyle Podcast loves Herman Marshall whiskey. I can remember when Texas's own Tito's vodka was a niche American vodka. I don't know how to pronounce that word, by the way. Niche or niche. Hold on. Let me finish the commercial. Now, anywhere I order a Bloody Mary, it's the first vodka they offer me. Herman Marshall is ready to be the Tito's of whiskey. Those 90 to 100 degree days in Texas while not Ed Daly's favorite, are the favorite of your favorite whiskey because they increase barrel pressure to push whiskey into and out of the charred wood barrels more often, making your glass of Texas bourbon smoother and more flavorful. See for yourself and grab a bottle of their Texas bourbon, rye, single malt, or temptress. Next time you're at a local bar, restaurant, or spirits retailer, Herman Marshall Whiskey. Smooth Texas Whiskey. I, 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 I really enjoyed some Herman Marshall this weekend because oh, did you? when I get back from London, 
I really just, I really just try to go monk mode. Yeah, and, I know. I know that about you. And I just, you know, cut the beer. I can drop, you know, 15 pounds. You, but, you know, I bitch. Like, but I mean, I'm, it's because I've, <laughs> I have that to lose. Yes. Um, but I do that. And then like, you know, until about Halloween, then I'll, then I'll have some beers again. But this was the opening of uh, college football, and yeah. uh, it was Sunday night. Was the the Notre Notre Dame Texas? Texas, yeah, great game. And I was like, you know what? I I'd like to have I'd like to have a little you know little cocktail something. Yeah. And then I thought our good friend Mike hooked me up. That's right. And I I just enjoyed the hell out of that. I got, I take it neat. Same. I saw I saw your boy. Uh, our boy uh, Travis, he mm-hmm. was he was posting something of an ice cube with his his drink. I'm 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 a neat guy. Same here. I'm I'm um, right there with you. I just want to taste the booze. I don't, I don't want it to get injured with any yeah. ice. And I don't want I don't want the ice cube banging against my mouth as no. I drink. I I'm Hate cool it. just going neat. Um, but, but goddamn, that hit the spot. I don't. It's delightful. I've, I've gone monk mode because I've got a little loose over the summer and I'm not, you know, I'm just kind of drying out a little bit, like focusing on health and nutrition right now. And so I don't, I've not had a drink in a while. And, you know, this, I got this bottle of Herman Marshall on my bar. It's the rye. It's just calling to me, Ed. So when, cause I'm going to be like you, no beer, but I'm, I'm going to have a drink here and there. And you better believe that when I have my first drink, it's going to be from this bottle of Herman Marshall. It's delightful. Like it pairs nicely with the football. It, absolutely. Did your Terps win? They did, but they played uh, Tomato Can. Uh, they played Howard. I was, well, that's not, is Howard's not even D1. I know. It's a garbage opponent. Like, and and they, they were saying it in the broadcast, I watched, I watched like the first half until it was just out of hand. But they were saying they were 1 in 10 in FCS. In, yes, yeah. Like one they were shitty for right, an FCS for team. their own level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was I can't, I wasn't really watching but I was keeping an eye on that Notre Dame Texas game cuz that's one of those games where you just root for a tomahawk missile to hit the stadium because you, know, you can't root for either of those sides. But I will admit it is kind of nice to see Notre Dame lose. It really was. And yeah. and although I didn't like seeing uh Bama win, but you yeah. know, USC took a huge hit right. this weekend. Right. And somebody else did too. Another blue blood. Oh, big game Bob. Oh yeah. Well he always does that. Uh and the, yeah, that, that Houston Houston was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was a yeah. nice, uh, nice little I, I do like though, I mean it is nice to see big game Bob lose his opening game of the season when he's favored. Right. But I do kind of like it when he's like nine and zero, and then has an a game he should easily win against right. Oklahoma just don't State fuck this one up. Baylor, right. you know, just to get him into the B, to you know, get him into the beast or whatever they call it uh, now. Uh just the playoffs. The playoffs, yeah. And and then he loses that. Like I kind of like so. Hopefully he puts a nice run together and puts himself right. on the verge, and then pulls another big game, Bob. Because I because I enjoy watching that. Yeah. Well, it's it's also terrific, terrific way to make money is is putting money on his opponent in the bowl. Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. That's right? absolutely true. They are not prepared. They they are enjoying the holidays and not preparing for their January first opponent. Totally. Ed. Yo. I was recently in Asia, 
And I mm-hmm. can attest that sometimes the language barrier can be quite frustrating. Yeah. But, you know, for instance, me not getting my soy milk with my coffee because I couldn't communicate that to the waiter <laughs> That might be a properly. tough one <laughs> to communicate. Also, I did, we did like a snorkeling trip in one of those little, I don't know what they call them in Indonesia, but it was like a Ponga style boat, like one of those long boats with sort of outriggers, long skinny boat with like yeah, yeah, outriggers yeah. on the side and like a little outboard motor on it. That must and, have been nice. Yeah, no, it wasn't because there was, it was like six foot swells that day and my daughter was <laughs> screaming in terror and I couldn't really. And so I was like trying to tell the captain to, and, and by, I use the word captain loosely because the guy was no taller than my nine year old daughter. Um, but I was like trying to say, Hey, how about we, like, instead of the three locations we talked about going snorkely since the seas are a little heavy today, how about you just take me to one location and just have it be the one that's like the most protected from all this swell. But I was not able to communicate that to him because the only words in English he knew were the numbers one, two, and three. And so (laughs) I was like, that was a little bit frustrating, but again, it still doesn't compare to what happened to a 39, 31-year-old Chinese backpacker who couldn't communicate in German. <laughs> you see, Ed, he got his wallet jacked, probably by one of those notorious European pickpockets over there in Germany. Yeah, yeah they've, they've got a full-scale operation over yeah. there. And when he went to report it to the German authorities, because he didn't speak German or English... He ended up, and this will happen, he ended up inadvertently applying for asylum (laughs) and was promptly shipped to a migrant hostel for two weeks. Whoops. The error was eventually discovered, and this may be the best part, when a Mandarin speaker was located at, you guessed it, a Chinese restaurant. From the story... In early July, the tourist arrived at the hostel on a bus with migrants from Dortmund. He was so different from the others. Very, very helpless, said a Red Cross worker. A translation app confirmed Mr. Schluterman's suspicions that the tourist had gotten entangled in the asylum system by mistake. It came up with phrases like, I want to go on a trip abroad, he said. It emerged that the tourist had plans to visit Italy and France. The man from northern China had calmly allowed authorities to take away his passport and visa and take his fingerprints. He then had a medical check and was given the standard papers that migrants get on arrival in Germany. He had meals at the migrant hostel and received some spending money. This wasn't too bad, except that he's he's letting the, the, uh, the Germans probably probe him and check out his junk and stuff. Finally, his, his asylum application was stopped, and he was able to continue his European tour. Uh, uh, the man did not get angry, but left Germany saying simply that he had imagined Europe to be quite different. Ed, considering yeah. Germany's historical treatment of non-Germans, was this... Chinese backpacker lucky to escape with his life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is the greatest treatment of somebody wandering into Germany by mistake. He, yes. It's, <laughs> there have been a lot worse stories there. But it is it is amazing that 
he could nobody thought to to translate when he I mean at least in the beginning maybe his spirit was broken by day 3 but the first couple of days he was probably like shouting like no 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 I got to I got to get out of here I got Yes. Well <laughs> these days Both spending money it makes it seem like they they took him like they let him get out but I guess cuz they had his passport. He was confused. Yeah. But, I uh, mean what was he doing? He didn't like look up an embassy. He didn't Right. He, <laughs> He, the guy, the guy must have been, you know, he must have off. been slow. Yeah, a little off. Yeah, because these days people have apps. Like you figure, somebody would have had an app that could have translated. And it sounds like eventually they did get to that, but it took a couple of weeks. The Germans are very I, hospitable. They've they've turned things around over there. Sure, they're the ones welcoming in the Syrian refugees. That's Nobody right. else is, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll take you. We're we're cool. We're cool people. Angela don't, Merkel. Don't, don't listen to what everybody has been saying about us over the right. previous century. We're we are cool, go with the flow people. Those, Even though my mein Kampf is like skyrocketing up the charts uh, on the book sales. Like apparently they like they you know it was banned for a while yeah. and then they they put it out and immediately it hit number one. Oh really? Oh wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, those who uh, don't learn their history's lessons or whatever are doomed yeah, to repeat what, them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because they yeah. they are they are well known for learning from their mistakes. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, <laughs> World War One had been over for about seven and a half minutes, and they were fueling right. the tanks for World War Two. They, they re they got things going pretty quickly again. Yeah, uh, Ed. Sometimes yeah. we don't get the heroes we want. We just get the heroes we need. Take for instance, fifty mm-hmm. year old homeless bro Tracy Briley. Who, when observed on the boardwalk in Sunset Beach, you guessed it, Florida, performing oral sex on a female homeless with his pants down and his penis exposed, told the Treasure Island PD, quote, an emergency, he was an emergency responder and had to assist the female as it was his duty. Well... I mean, he does. I'm looking at him. He does have bedroom eyes, <laughs> which is quite ironic because he doesn't own a bedroom. No, he does. He hasn't been in a bedroom in quite a long time. Responding officers with the Treasure Island PD, however, did not apparently agree with Briley's assessment of the woman's woman's condition and charged him with felony lewd and lascivious exposition. <laughs> I can't read today. Exhibition and trespassing, according to the police report, the witness. And his three-year-old son observed the act of one of my favorite words, cunnilingus. It is a great word. Just one of the best words. Uh, The Briley reportedly told police that as a homeless man, he, quote, had nowhere else to have sex except in public. Kind of got a point there. (laughs) He's got a great point. He's he's currently being held on $10,000 bail. But hopefully the judge goes easy on him. Ed, is this Tracy Briley guy? Does he have a point? Two of questions, course. though. Yeah, okay. two questions, though. A, should we erect a tent, erect tent cities across this great nation of ours specifically for the purposes of homeless fucking? And two, this is a, sort of a daily's choice, would you rather spend a week... Door busting in Fallujah with the first Ranger Battalion, 
or go down on a homeless Floridian for five minutes. I'll take Fallujah. There's a chance. Wow. There's there's a chance you get out alive. Wow. But you are never going to have a full night's sleep again if you if you go down on a homeless woman. Guaranteed PTSD. Even if, even if you don't get any sort of disease. But the guy's got a point. Like, where, where is he yeah. supposed to go? Yeah, where am I supposed to eat some pussy around here? Did you say you Treasure know? Island Police? I mean, yeah. What the fuck's that? Right. And are we to assume, I mean, did he do it in the, in the middle of the afternoon? Or was a guy taking his three-year-old son for like a midnight walk? Yeah, I think it was like daytime. I think this is. I'm, it's I'm aggressive. Picturing, I'm picturing it being around dusk. I feel like but, 3 p.m. was mentioned. I'm not sure though. But I guess when you're homeless, the yeah. it's five the, it's five o'clock so, somewhere strategy has has kicked off years ago. Um, yeah. Well, just yeah, ask I, the hobo from Jesus. Yeah, I, I'm not fucking talking to that dude again. What an asshole. Uh, um, yeah. But. But yeah, he's got he's got a he's got a point. He's got to go somewhere. And once you lose the possibility of sex ever happening, then there's nothing left. That's right. I would agree. Right? With that. Like, like if you if you have if you're an old dude who can't have sex anymore, you're seventy eight years old, but you've got love and and people in your life. That's one thing. But when you have nothing. And no ability to have sex, like yeah. this is all this guy's got. Let yeah. him, let him do it. Somebody, the fucking first responder, he if, did what he had to that's do. That's right. He he got down there and went to work. I will say this: like being homeless has to be kind of liberating in the sense that you don't really have to put on airs. Like, you, <laughs> no, you, you don't, don't. You don't. You don't have, have to, to make pretend. excuses. No, you're right? just like, like putting it out there. I tur- I I obviously said no. I was invited to a wedding. I have a wedding this weekend to go to. Oh but then I have another one in a month. Like I've got so many goddamn cousins cuz I'm yeah, Irish. Irish. And and I'm older than m- most of my cousins. They're all getting married now. And so I'm I'm going to one and turning down two the rest wow. of the year. Yeah. And Michelle's like, "Well, what excuse do we have?" And I was like, "Just click no on the box." She's no, like, "Yeah, don't. but you got to write something." No, you don't. Nah. Sorry, we nah. couldn't make it. Yeah, can't make it. The Sorry, end. booked. Even though you sent me a save the date card like three months ago. Right. No, out. I'm booked. I'm out on that. I get it. Yeah. Uh, okay. But homeless never have to do that. They don't even have to think about it. No. They don't it's, have to go to the post office. They don't have to do shit. No, it's... Yeah, and when they want some pussy, they're like, hey, <laughs> other f- homeless chick. Like, how about hey, I go down there and max some box? I don't, ca- I don't care that it's 2.30 in the afternoon. All right. Like, you just, you know, maybe she'd recently been bathed right. in the ocean or something. And she, you know she's not like, oh, well, I can't because I got to go somewhere. No. You got all, nothing but time this afternoon. Let's do this. I just hope, like, this guy's pretty hairy. I just hope that, I mean, I guess he's fine with, you know, the homeless probably keep it pretty retro down there. <laughs> yeah, but but looking at that beard, if you're homeless... The smell that accumulated in that long beard. And yeah. look at that big, healthy head of hair on that guy. Yeah. It's really, he's got, he's got a delightful mane. May, he may have lost his dignity. His everything but else. hang on a second. Full head of hair, though. He was, he was exposing himself to the child. Well, no, he I went down. Did, 
No, no, no. The the the, the Fox 13 link yeah. that I'm looking at. It says homeless man arrested for having sex on the beach, comma exposing himself to the child. Yeah, but he wasn't exposing his his dong was out because I feel like he was priming the. He was priming, yeah, and he had his pants down like he was ready to go, but he was he was just getting her to where she needed to be first. Tracy Bradley is a considerate lover. Yeah, he's a giver. Good for him. Yeah, I agree. I don't tell tell that three year old boy it's time to grow up. Right, all charges dropped. Well, he didn't know what was going on. Like the dad could have just kept right on moving, and it would not have been a thing. Right, not, just tell you not exactly, fucking narc dad. Yeah, just tell the kid he was picking out a splinter and then move on. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Joining us now, our very own pop culture correspondent. It's it feels like we're saying hello to an old friend. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce. She has not been here for a while. She is back to brief us. We. I've been having to try to brief the audience on pop culture by myself, and I'm not very good at it. And it was unfortunate that I, I had to step out of my comfort zone and look at TMZ and talk about Beyonce. But luckily, we have our very own pop culture correspondent, Kate McManus, has returned. Welcome back, Kate. Aww. Hey, Kate. Thank you. I miss you guys. Thanks for the welcome yeah, back. And- yeah. The bigger problem is uh-huh. Brian can can, you know, at least fake it with the uh the fancy pop, but uh-huh. like when I'm, I'm when I'm 50% contributing to it, <laughs> it's problematic cuz I just I just don't know the people involved most of the time. I know. Yeah, Ed, I'm back. Ed is not really well versed on the on in the <laughs> gossip world, so He only knows about his two favorite celebs, Johnny Depp and Shia LaBeouf. That's right. Well, I hope there's a, I hope there's a story on one of them today. I just saw the headline today of of LaBeouf, and it was a pretty pretty good one. I don't know if you're doing the story, I but think well, he said I do have some LaBeouf. I think news. it might he have just, creeped in. So hold off. He just said he prefers he prefers uh, Michael Bay over Spielberg. That was the headline I read. I was like, wow, yeah, that's, that's a- taken from a, a Variety article that I was going to okay. talk about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, before we get into that, we need we need an update. Kate, you are the one that keeps track of our Patreon subscribership. And and I'm a little bit late on thanking people hold on. via the website. I just want do. I just want people to know that 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 this option is available to you if you're not. If you fast forward through the beginning part of the show or you come in late, you should know that if you are interested in making a financial contribution to the success of this show, short of our very own gathering of the Juggalos, we would also have to come up with a Juggalo-esque name for you guys, but, but... until we get to that level, a way that you can contribute to the show is on patreon.com slash theballerlifestyle. You can contribute as much or as little as you would like. And many, many, many of you have done that so far. And we'd like to shout out to the people that have contributed. Kate, who are the new contributors? What is going on with Patreon? We actually, I don't think we have any new contributors. Oh, wow. Well, we haven't, you know, we've been sort of dark for a a while. That's true. We have about 30 people that contribute to us on a monthly basis. Outstanding. Heroes. Great people. Heroes. Yes. 
and um, a couple of people's cards were declined. So oh, really? Well, guys, that happens. Need, guys, you need to sort that out. <laughs> that happens. Hey, they're working their way through stuff. Yeah. So, some, hey, somebody used my credit card at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Brooklyn, That's New York, true. twice last week, and of course my my credit card was still in my wallet. So I don't know. You know, shit oh, happens. That's a weird crime spree. Yeah. It really right? is. Like, yeah. Shoot for the moon. Buy buy a fucking TV. Don't. Well, I think man. they I think they go and like test it. That's why like a lot of times you'll get it like a gas station or something. I feel like they they do whatever they get. They buy the numbers off the Russian black market mm-hmm. and then they go somewhere easy and they go, hey, let's try it here. And if it works, then we go on a spree. And mine was at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Brooklyn. And also, if you're in Brooklyn. Like anyone that's in the Buffalo Wild Wings in Brooklyn should be arrested. Why is there a right. bro- Buffalo There's Wild Wings in Brooklyn, New York? Exactly. There are options. There are better options. Yeah. There's there's a Buffalo Wild yeah, Wings in Orange County. There's a Buffalo Wild Wings a quarter mile from my house. I've never set foot that's, inside of it. That's true. Because it, uh, there's better options. There are places in the country where there aren't better options, and so that's fine. That's true. But but there are fucking a billion options in Brooklyn. That's right. Unless, of course, Buffalo Wild Wings is interested in sponsoring the show, in which case... Right. This is the only huge, game in town. I would love their wings. It's the only That's, wings we eat. I'll be drinking love the the hell out Miller Light wings. and eating fucking wings every weekend. Right. Brian, Brian yeah, high-fiving buddies, Brian will yeah. eating wings. Brian will get a Buffalo Hot Wings tattoo. I'm not re- I will. I'm not really into multiple flavors of wings either. I like buffalo flavor. Me too. Spicy. I like hot wings. That's yep. all I want. I don't I get I, I get perturbed when it's an option to choose something but buffalo wings. Agreed. Like, like what teriyaki? No. Yeah, of oh, course I'm taking the fucking so buffalo gross. wings. That's yeah. what it is. Right. A wing is buffalo. Okay. I'm glad we all agree. Okay. Yeah. Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? Last night was a Comedy Central roast of Rob Lowe. And I'm not a big fan of these roasts, but I did. I did. Either. I tuned into a little bit of this one. I, um, I will admit. And Lo wasn't an, an all-time great target because he generally seems like a nice guy, and he's, he has a pretty solid career. And so he's it's, it's kind of hard. He's to dreamy. Roast. Also, it's he's fucking beautiful. Him. He's gorgeous. What would you say bad about the guy? The he guy is aging better than anyone in Hollywood. The guy. I would it argue. looks like he's 40 years old. It really does. He is. He is. There's nothing bad you could. And also, he's a fantastic actor. Like he every he's solid in comedy. Hey, he can do how about that Liberace movie. He was good. Yeah. Oh yes, he was the plastic so surgeon. So good. <laughs> but he, yeah, it seems likable. Yes. So, great guy. So yeah. So so David Spade hosted the roast. He did a solid job as always. I'm a big Spade fan. David Spade is funny. Very he funny. is. He's a delight. Yep. And culture was there. That was stage. very weird. I, I not a, a delight. I, no. not, not a delight. Not no. delightful. I guess she's a friend of Roblo's. I don't know. I have no um, idea. I would have to assume. That would be the biggest strike against Rob Lowe. Then. Yeah, um, totally. Or she's been invited for some unknown reason. Anyway, the whole thing really felt more like an Ann Coulter roast to me. Yeah, well, she's an easy target and she because she's it. awful. Just judging by her opener where she said, thank you, I want to welcome everybody to the Ann Coulter roast with Rob Lowe. Yeah. Um, setting herself up. And the problem was... They have great joke writers for all these guests, yes. and, but she decided to write her own jokes, which I think was a big mistake. Huge mistake. Obviously. Well, she's not, she was not going to get laughs no matter what. No. The jokes about culture have been getting all the attention because they were the meanest. Um, you know, there was other people to take down, but she got a lot of 
she got a lot of flack. She would have been wise to make her first joke very, uh, a very wicked, self-deprecating takedown of herself. Right. To the get strat- the crowd. It, yeah. was, it right. was. It was just a little soft. To so get the crowd on her side. Besides Lowe, Coulter, and MC David Spade, the roasters and roasties on the stage included Jeff Ross, Pete Davidson, Nikki Glaser, Jimmy Carr, Ralph Macchio, Peyton Manning, and Jewel. It was very weird. It was a weird that, lineup. Okay, so that's why that's why I noticed because I watched Ann Coulter's performance this morning, and I was wondering why you, last night you sent me a text talking about Rob. I mean, uh, about Ralph Macho. Macho. I was yeah. like, well, I I mean, I I do have opinions on the Karate Kid, but I I didn't really know why why we were discussing how he looks. He was on, he was on TV. Ralph looks Macho like a kid still. is fifty four, and he looks, he looks like. like 33? Like, yeah. 32? Yeah. He looks like a young guy. Yeah. It's very weird. He's just one of those people. He has like that that um, disease where you, progeria, where, you, where you're like nine years old, but you look like you're 80. He has that, but the opposite. Well, Pete Davidson Benjamin looks Button. like he's 14 as well. Yeah. Oh, Pete Davidson. I didn't see his, <laughs> I missed a lot of it. I but missed it too. Nikki Glaser had some good jokes. Uh, so did Spade. Pete Davidson. So there, here's some um, Ann Coulter jokes. Pete okay. Davidson. Ann Coulter, if you're here, who's scaring crows away from your crops? That's good. That's <laughs> an amazing joke. Solid. Um, Nikki Glaser to Ann Coulter. The only person you'll ever make happy is the Mexican that digs your grave. That's just so good. Um, yeah. So good. Rob Lowe. Um, and you know what, Anne, after seeing your set tonight, I think we all witnessed the first bombing that you can't blame on a Muslim. <laughs> um, and last How about Jewel? Jewel had a good line. She? she said, as I a, don't have that. As I, don't a, have I, I remember reading, uh, she said, as a feminist, I'm not a big fan of some of the, uh, the hurtful women, you know, women terms used tonight, but as someone who hate, hates Ann Coulter, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> So good. Even hey. Ju- when you're taking hits from Jewel, who's like right. not a comic in any way, like it's it's bad. Also, but pay- I will say this for Ann Coulter: what a sexy voice. Um. Anyway, so yes, yeah, I was gonna Ann- read a few more, but I think that's good. Yeah, Ann Coulter has made a her whole career on being repugnant. Like that's her thing. So she's like she Skip tried, Bayless, she sold right? A lot of yeah. Books doing yeah. That. Yeah. And it's, hey, it's worked for her. Good for her. Okay, Kate, what else? Um, all right. So Shia LaBeouf news. Shia's talking again. And all as always, it is a treat. In a new cover story for Variety, the actor explains how tight knit the cast of his new movie called American Honey became while filming. He says, We bonded hard. You do whatever is required for it to be true, for it to be honest. I had to run with this group, sort of like oh a pimp. Um, and apparently under mm. LaBeouf's tutelage, bonding apparently means getting copious tattoos. The actor got 12 mm. new ones throughout oh filming, much to the chagrin of his continuity-loving director. Chagrin. Well, what movie? Chagrin. It's, it's called Honey Bear? What's it called? Honey. American Pot. Honey. American Honey. Um, so he got 12 across his arms, neck, and knees. Neck. Which now both display portraits of oddly Missy Elliott. He's got Missy Elliott on both of his knees. Was she Was she in the movie? No. He says, this is what he says about it. He goes, I don't love Missy Elliott. Like, I want to get two Missy Elliott tattoos, but you're in a tattoo parlor and, I don't know, peer pressure. What? Uh, he's so, such a douche. He's so effective. Um, 
And then in the article, he also talks about the artistry of Michael Bay and his distaste for the movies he made with Steven Spielberg, who he says is less a director than a fucking company. Oh, my God. Um, And how a weird postmodern fascination with the fuck-ups led to his drinking problem. How Suicide Squad got rewritten for Will Smith. Um, and he's on and really, on. He's really going inside Hollywood. Might have to read this, yes. uh, this piece. Uh, okay, what else, Kate? Um, this is my last story. I uh, wish more celebs would do this. TMZ has obtained a scathing letter Britney Spears' lawyer wrote to, um, to the honchos at In Touch. Yes. One of the less reputable That's right. Gossip this rags. isn't one of those high-end Us Weeklies. <laughs> Warning them not to publish a story they were pushing about Britney allegedly acting erratic at last month's MTV Music Video Music Awards and, quote, talking and laughing to herself and using a British accent. Um, apparently, this is just a, like a shit-talking article. So, Brit, Brit's going to sue, yeah. and she's going to keep suing yeah. if they keep doing this. The problem is, is it costs, it costs money to sue people, and she's, that's why people don't do it. She's got money, and I, I think this is something she wants to spend her money on. I feel like she's money. worked hard to turn her life yeah. around, and... People just want to make up she, stuff about she herself. Looks, where, she looks pretty good. She does look pretty good. Yeah. Ed? Where, where are you saying that she, she's she got like a whole Vegas thing, right? Yeah. Like she's making tons of money yeah. even though it's and she's got a new, it, even though it's been under the radar right. for a while. It's like, like $100 she, million. She makes and tons. she just dropped a new um, album, which is charting pretty well, too. So um, she's she's back on. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just looking up her um, Las Vegas contract. Britney Spears' Las Vegas contract. Um, extends residency for two years to $30 million for two more years. Jesus. I'm always fine with someone taking down these shit rags. Me too. Uh, So I wish more celebrities would do it. Yeah, I agree. But I guess it's just such a huge pain in the ass. It is. It's expensive. Like, right. Like just, it must be just such an annoyance to have to deal with these companies. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, okay, excellent job. I'm sure there's a lot more going on Everyone, out there. But well, the problem is a lot of these, like the Kardashians, they do a quid pro quo situation where they trade. They they give a story to let them take a story. Unless you know? it's a really good story about the Kardashians, the, I'm probably not going to be talking yeah, about that's them. That's true. I agree. The the uh, the the one magazine that Michelle gets of these is uh, uh, People People, people. Mm-hmm. and the the last last week the cover it was like it's finally time to tell my story to get my opportunity to air my story rob kardashian on his love for black oh China. sweet i was thinking like what what a genuine moment that like once again this family their only self-worth is if they're they're in the media talking giving a you know, a confession. Well, they this ha- is how I found love. They have no talent, so this is their right. only way of making a living. Right. And they've, you know. And in the, in, with the rise of the internet, so came the rise of sure the They've sure done a good job celebrity. of making a living out of yeah. doing it. Okay. Well, good for them. Yeah. Excellent job, everybody. Ed Daly, it's <laughs> great to have the whole crew good back. Good to be back. And we're back. We're, we're back. back. Team teams back together mm-hmm. just our own little icp mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but we got we we 
we've we've got to come to an agreement. There'll be no face paint once we get this thing well, going. Whatever it takes. Uh, I'm gonna be violent, bro. <laughs> I mean, if it if it pays well enough, yeah, I suppose I could. Of course, use I'll face hold painting. myself out. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie, too dope. There's no third <laughs> ICP member, as far as I'm aware. But I'm I sure, can't be in uh, it. There, well, you could be in it. This, the saddest name would be Violent Ed. Yeah, Violent Ed. Eddie Two Dope. What would what would my name be? I don't know because there's only two ICPs. But, but but don't like you were saying. Like I think all the the women, all the people in the audience have their own like nickname. Oh, probably. Persona. So yeah. because uh, Stern one time sent somebody to interview and it was like, oh, my name is you know yeah. Mandy Candy or whatever. Oh, you know, like right. everyone has a name. Yeah, because they they're all like sort of comic book characters. With right, crazy hair and shit. Well, we should go to that yeah. next year. We really yeah, should. Yeah. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. Totally. Uh, okay. Such good music. Excellent job all the way around. Thank you very much, Ed Daly. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kate McManus. Thank you. For Ed Daly. For Kate McManus. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 134 of the Baller Lifestyle podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.